a one, a two, a three. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the very first episode of the Thirsty Addis Podcast. I already said it wrong. This is off to a great start. Hello. <laughs> That's all right. The joke of the day is fix it in post. 100% fix it in post. We will fix it in post. Oh, she thought that was a joke. Oh, so. boy. Oh. <laughs> said Thirsty Artist Podcast. Uh, we are here to discuss uh, just the many complicated angles of being an artist. And uh, crack wise, crack beers, it's going to be a good time. We're I'm, just four Metro Detroit musicians who wanted to get together and talk about what's great and what sucks about being a Metro Detroit musician. Talk about what's happening in the community. Talk about up-and-coming artists, projects we've got going on. Um, we also want you to call us in, like email us, call us, call in at some point and tell us what you want to hear. We would love to know your thoughts because we only have so many. Tell us how mm-hmm. awful your band is and we can compare <laughs> oh, how boy. awful our bands are. You're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, my name is Connor. Um, I'm... Also on this uh, podcast, I'm, my name's Logan. Uh, I'm actually not supposed to be part of this podcast. I <laughs> smelt the beer down the hall, and now I'm here. <laughs> That's the uh, best thing that uh, could ever happen in this moment. Mm. <laughs> like a cartoon just drifting towards a pie, like the scent grabbing. It was down. odd. Yeah. <laughs> kind of I'm just, just picturing <laughs> what that would actually feel like to be floating <laughs> through the air with the smell of hops in your nose. Mm. <laughs> and I'm Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> So now that introductions are out of the way, have I actually introduced myself yet? Um, I think sure. you said your name once, Did but I? I, okay. I, but but it's got such a good ring. Go ahead and do it again. Paco Higdon. Boy, I said that better than the name of the podcast. This oh, is off to yeah. a great start. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is once Tap! again. This is once again the Thirsty Artist Podcast. It's like NPR but drunker. Hey, <laughs> I'll get behind that. And now we take a moment to sip. Mm-hmm. If you have a beer, drink with us. We know you do. Send out like care packages for it mm-hmm. to enjoy this podcast. Here's one beer. Might get into wine. a legal issue on that one, but I highly encourage it. We just need to make some uh, off-brand cover-up names. <laughs> just, just label it as like this. This is Mountain Dew, kinda, and like send it to people. Or That's something. still a lawsuit waiting to happen. That is Mountain man. Water. <laughs> this is probably your father's. Probably, probably your father's <laughs> root but ale. But don't let him have it. Not your uncle's root beer. Mm. Mm. Um, I apologize to Mountain Dew already, and um, I will never apologize to Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually sorry, but yeah. Look, I love Mountain Dew. I, I don't care if it reduces my sperm count. <laughs> so so we have a couple so masculine uh, at one point too. Just <laughs> we have a couple guests with us too. Uh, Absolutely. So wonder if maybe we could uh, have some introductions. Yes, I am Dominic Reggio, and it's a pleasure to be at the very first episode of The Thirsty Arst- Artist. I can't say that either. <laughs> it's tough, right? Hey, you butchered it, too. <laughs> so Dominic is the mastermind behind uh, Mess Bucket Comics. He has a couple series, The Arcane Awakening, mm-hmm. uh, Donnybrook, and uh, any others uh, you want to plug at this particular time? That's all I have right now. I- I'm hoping to have one more in the next couple years. My high school stories could be called Jugs. I have, I, we have talked about Jugs in the past. Yeah. That will definitely have to come up uh, later in the podcast. I yes. love talking about Jugs. I missed something in co- context, but I'm so willing to let it go. <laughs> it's uh, a Jug in a Catholic school, at least it used to be, it was justice under God. It was a detention. Oh. So, you know, a little... Uh, very, very clever wordplay by and, uh, Dominic. Dom and I actually nice. went to the same high school just yeah. many I years ago. Oh, really? It was about so. boobs. I was really hoping. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, it, it, it'll get there. 
<laughs> if there's one thing that Brother Ice didn't have, it was boobs. <laughs> <laughs> there's always the one teacher. The, the old boys teacher. school. Yeah, maybe, maybe the secretary. And that's as far as I go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me here. This is this is really cool, and uh, you know, it, it all kind of came together in the last few months mm-hmm. with um, you know the Echo Network here and, and the House of Shamrocks and. I knew you guys liked each other and wanted to do something together. This seemed like a cool way to bring everybody together. Absolutely. So I'm really happy that this finally happened. It took a little while, but we got it, we got it going. Oh, yeah. You got to mm-hmm. make sure it goes down smooth. Right. Um, and uh, we are recording right now in the beautiful uh, Echo Network studio. Uh, we got to thank you again for having us out. Uh, My pleasure. Yeah, it's just a it's a comfortable spot to throw back a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worth noting too that Dom is also the host of uh, Motown Mojo, another podcast, yes. which yep. is mm-hmm. more or less how we all well not everybody here, but everybody in this room in some way has been brought together through Motown Mojo. Right, right. That's uh, it's I I kind of wanted to give everybody a platform where they can just kind of promote themselves, and I can promote. I want I've always liked live music. I wanted to have that on my show. Just entertainment of all kinds. We have directors and producers. Models, musicians, artists, anything you can think of. We even, you know, there. Not everything's been a home run. <laughs> We've had uh, a magician against my uh, better judgment on a radio show. That you is can amazing. imagine. How does that's how like does that ha- work? that's like that's like putting a ventriloquist on your radio show. <laughs> it was not my idea. Nobody here that. even knows I have a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Logan. <laughs> Day three, they still don't know I'm the dummy. <laughs> I was wondering but, where the hand was though. That's got that's got me for a while. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would know anyone in this room if it wasn't for my show. And um, you know, having you guys on, I, I love it. I've had no idea there was so much talent here. And it's weird. I'm usually running the board. I don't think I've ever sat in this seat before. This is <laughs> welcome this to this is, seat. Oh, yeah, we'll grill you appropriately. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah. So no, this is absolutely wonderful because you have such a variety of artists on on your podcast, and and that's something we wanted to encapsulate in this one, where it's not like we. I mean, we all have a musical background. Um, might do some other fun stuff as well, but uh, but we wanted to get people on that basically just transcend the whole you know scope of art, you know and other useless things <laughs> and just have fun you know talk about the stuff that talk about the stuff that doesn't get mentioned on on regular interviews and stuff like that just sit down chill out and and talk about the full scope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was uh what was the most painful thing you've ever had to try and work through to get your station up and running like what was your hmm. biggest like coming into story getting the echo your, network yeah with this particular endeavor it's a good question. Uh, it's, it's really hard for me not to say everything. Uh, right, I, my, yeah. My partner, Jay Nalu, and I, you know, we can't, we, we were part of a, a, another network, and we, we thought it was a good idea. We just didn't like the way it was run. We want to kind of do it our way. But, again, you know, you go into a new endeavor, we just didn't really know. We kind of teaching ourselves as we went. We made a million mistakes along the way. But the, the most difficult part, I think, was, was finding a space that, we both agreed on and really, really liked. And this was one of the last ones we looked at, the one we're here now. I, I love the location. We're right in the heart of Royal Oak here. Um, finding the location, we had other ones were like, okay, this, this service our needs, but I don't, we're not really, it's not grabbing us the way we wanted it to. We wanted it to, both of us to be a part of it. And we almost like settled on something else. But when we came here and we had this location, 
um, that was honestly the hardest part. You know, that you know, eventually we learned how to how to you know run a board and all this kind of stuff. But that uh, that part was I remember banging our head against the Just wall, finding the place. Yes, that spoke to you. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That can definitely be some sort of an issue when you're um, when you've got something up and coming, whether it's a band or it's a, you're trying to host a radio show mm-hmm. or whatever. Like looking for places to set up shop is yeah. so annoying 100 right. percent. so expensive it is so annoying like mm-hmm. we have there's uh an empty what like movie mania across the street and, and and i mean that could be that could be a place i mean that's a place i almost want to buy out but mm. the the whole process mm-hmm. of it even if we found something it's going to take so long to get like paperwork done and right. it's, it's oh, a lot know. of a lot of red tape yeah, that's something like that nobody ever really thinks about is like this space in which you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, like I love where we're set up now um, mm-hmm. with with the music that we play, uh, but we're looking to expand. It has to be a place where everybody wants to go to as well. Awesome. Yeah, you, know, you could have yes. a really perfect spot, but it could be just way, just too far away from where everybody lives. You need a central location. It's got to be in a fun area. So maybe people aren't scared to go, which is right. a problem God. we have in Michigan. Which, right. Well, no, at, at Metro Detroit especially, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. also, location is not even the hardest part, although that's a big part of it. Like, mm-hmm. trying to just get the legal stuff out of the way is, is terrible. Oh, yeah, oh. because mm-hmm. as musicians and artists and stuff, we oh, have yeah. a very strong legal background <laughs> upbringing. Right. Right, 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 right. Especially if you uh, <laughs> listen to our last album, which was uh, uh, old legality. It talks all about all about the issues that you face in music and mm-hmm. just being a musical lawyer and mm-hmm. being someone who um, is really more of a judge when it comes to music. Being a musical lawyer is super hard because it's like you have to make a case, but you also have to sing everything. Mm-hmm. You have to sing everything. <laughs> and it's very hard because, like, the jury has a bunch of different tastes, you know? You gotta, you gotta really play the that. jury. God, that's find, so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta really play your crowd. Um, <laughs> and they never want to hear the same thing. No, God, yeah. that's the problem. They, they pick them, you know, for diversity. But then it's like this guy sitting here. It's like if you don't sound like Ramstein, I don't care about your law, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but Paco, you came right from court. You got the tux on. You were a little overdressed <laughs> yeah. in court. Yes, I'm always coming from court. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all underdressed here. We've got Paco in his tuxedo tee. We've As got is tradition. Me and my gritty clothes because mm-hmm. I have a show to go to right after this. Hey. And we've got Connor and Logan in their matching uh, hoodies. We wore we jerseys. decided to wear uh, matching Guinness jerseys tonight, okay. just to break it off. And by we plan to and match with it, I walked into his house and he went, "Oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that too." Twinsies. Well, can Absolutely. I, can I ask a question, you guys? Yes. I don't think I know. How did Stone Clover get started? Oh, well, I'm gonna. I have no ah! idea. <laughs> <laughs> Said the word of the day. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so a little background, yeah. Yeah, um, cats out of the bag. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so of the four regular hosts right now, um, myself, Connor, uh, Logan, and Taylor are all part of uh, one performing group known as Stone Clover, right? Or Stone Clover Band, if you're from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't want to ask we'll, us what over in Europe, is. we're, we're <laughs> we'll elaborate on that later. Yeah, but um, no, we're all part of the, this uh, this musical group, um, and Paco is part of the Paco Higdon Band. Probably the biggest part. I don't know. Newest it's, member. It's so lucky that you got that name, too. I know that I know that was another legal battle. Mm, absolutely. But you sung your heart right. out and you won it. That's okay. You know, the other Paco Higdon, he's no more. <laughs> Justice. We took care of it. Just Highlander we took style. care of it. <laughs> Justice was served. Justice yeah, so, was served. So we're, uh, yeah, we're a rock group uh, based in Metro Detroit. And for our origin story, I want, I, I kind of want to hand it over to you, Tay. Okay. <laughs> Leans back. Sips beer. 
Which is pretty much the origin story, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... um. Yada, 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 we're here. <laughs> I was a kid. I started playing when I was just uh, nine, ten years old. So I've been playing my instrument for a very long time. And at a festival, uh, our guitarist was already in another band. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, I had had my violin out because my parents were at that festival, too. And they'd been going and performing for years. So it was natural that I would just tag along and bring my instrument. And me and Polly just started... Uh, he saw that I had a violin. He had a guitar, so we started just jamming in his uh, garage, and we put together a musical project. And it's weird because it wasn't meant to be the uh, serious project that it was today. This was mm-hmm. let's overindulge in alcohol and play <laughs> Irish music with our friends. And it's so different now. <laughs> oh. Well, now we get paid for it. So, <laughs> what year did that start? Were you in time? This was two thousand nine. This was I was seventeen years old. I've been playing in bars since before I was old enough to play in bars. Right. Like skipping high school days because I was too tired from playing a show the other night. Right. I, I you know, I love the story about your twenty first birthday you told on my podcast. Oh Christ. Oh. <laughs> and then so Connor, when did you come into the fold? Oh, um it was a couple of years later. It, it's funny because me and Logan were actually playing um uh some music together as well at that time. And then what was it? I got a I got a random uh, call from a number I didn't know, and they're like, uh, "Hey, hey, are you free like a Tuesday night?" And I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "Who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, this is uh, Paul." And I'm like, I had to sort through my memory a little bit, and was like, "Oh, that weird guy from the <laughs> festival." And he's like, "Yeah, you're the guy whose penis I saw." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, which, without which without Paul? context. <laughs> Well, I got like twenty of them in my phone. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So they they hit me up, and um, uh, I I've been a fan for a, a while before that, and I I kind of just uh, went up and and started playing, and um, uh, I think my big thing was is that there's only like five people in the area that play mandolin, so I had a good I had a good running start, um, because I played the the weird eclectic stuff that nobody likes to buy, you know, or or use, or because. Um, you know, everybody loves the guitars, and there's so many out there. And I'm the guy surfing Craigslist for like, and it was like, ooh, there's a sousaphone on sale. Man, I bet I, I could, yeah, I bet I could learn how to play that, or like, I bet I could, you know, use that for two weeks and put it in the attic. <laughs> like, that's the kind of person I am. So, uh, so I knew mandolin, and they were like, oh, we're looking for a mandolin player. And now, um, that's oddly specific to my skill set. I know, right? And I, I actually redid my resume this morning, and it's like there's so little things that are actually worthwhile that I can put down on paper, but if you have non-marketable skills as a section, I could fill, like, a book with those. Um, Being an artist, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to play an instrument while driving your car and doing everything without your hands. That If that was on a resume in front of me, I would hire you on the spot. That's multitasking at its best. Oh, what? Oh, the... Yeah, we, we were actually talking earlier. I have this memory, because I've known Connor for a lot of my life. I met him when I was 13. Um and I remember being in his, his first car he had, this old Mercedes he called Old Greg, and he's driving old with Greg? a guitar. Well, uh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going, he's, okay, he's we driving. can't stop. We're going storyception right now. It's a story within a story. <laughs> <laughs> the car run on Bailey's. <laughs> he, was, uh, <laughs> he was playing guitar, and the headstock was out the window, and we were in between both of our houses, and he, with his knees, did a full turn on the steering wheel to make a right turn while playing, not even losing his focus, Jesus. while talking to me about what he's playing. Like, what do you think of this scale kind of thing? Not even looking where he's going. If you put that on a resume, I'd hire you on the spot. Like question, what? what do you think of this scale? He's like, yeah, I'm a certified high-low driver. And he's like, well, I can do this. <laughs> why don't we all make up, why don't we all type up some musicians' resumes? Uh, 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 Suck different, it, OSHA. 
different uh, subheads can include uh, scales I know. <laughs> scales. <laughs> Vaguely familiar with One or modes. two. Yeah. Fish, the ones you use to weigh. Um. <laughs> but uh, me and uh, Tay and James and Paul, just like we, we hit it off. And I mean, they've been my best friends ever since. So nice. uh, there's been many a drunken night uh, that I will kind of vaguely remember for the rest of my so life until dementia sets in so <laughs> um no i absolutely love uh, i love this band and and i'm so happy that like we get to do things like this like come and drink uh on a random night just to record you know yeah. on a wednesday friends. it is a wednesday i totally forgot about that I'm actually on- amazed that I know it's Wednesday because every day bleeds <laughs> into the same day. Yeah. So, and Logan, you've been on board for how long now? Oh, gosh. Uh, five, six months, something like that. Six months? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I had actually uh, auditioned for the band a couple of years ago. Because when- Logan plays everything as well. Yeah. So we back when Connor and I were doing our Irishing, right after he flipped over to Clover, uh, their original bass player, um, was leaving, so I came in audition. Just timing wasn't right and all that. Mm-hmm. And then what was it like last September or something? Yep. Yeah, I was trying to be um, all sneaky, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he was calling me like, I just want to jam, man, and called me over to his house. And Paul randomly showed up one day, and you know, we were just going through some of the the traditional music that we had played before, just having fun with it. And next thing I knew, I'm in the basement with all of them, having fun and uh-huh. singing and drinking songs and all that. Gotcha. And you can play all, most instruments? Yeah. Uh, I I spent a lot of time uh, when I was in grade school learning how to play a different type of instruments. And I even did, like, competitive drumline on it. So I have a real big oh, background wow. in, like, percussive instruments. And I can play – gosh, what was the last time I counted? I'm at, like, 11 or 12 that I'm proficient what? in different types of instruments. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not filling I'm out not our resume. No, I'm not here. trying to yeah. be cocky but, about it. You're one thirsty artist, uh, sir. Hey. <laughs> but can you make a right that. turn with your knee? Well, no, I'll no. never be able to do that. That's why I need, you know. <laughs> Connor's my rock. He's the one who drives with his knees. <laughs> okay, I will say, so, though, so I can learn the drums. So a can. lot of those cars I have gone to the wayside, literally, uh, because of, of uh, unrelated things, but I, I don't I don't drive those same cars anymore because they are... In, Not that that has anything to do with it, but I don't do that anymore. Do that <laughs> this anymore. is what I wanted everybody to know. I'm legally obligated to say that I do not practice that anymore. Um, well, yeah. honestly, talking about it, too, with the, the multiple instruments thing and you playing with knees and all that, when we were playing, like, we Connor and I have played in a lot of bands over the years together, just mm-hmm. everything over the range, and a lot of that came from necessity of not having players in the area that we grew up in. That's so we hard. We had, like, yeah. two drummers, really, in our Because compared to where we are right now in Royal Oak, like, we yeah. were in the sticks a little bit, you know? And everybody played math rock. I don't know why. And I'm so bad at math. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, I wanted to show you guys something. Uh Marcus, can you give me the Primus book? By the way, guys, so, uh, Marcus uh, is here, too. Hey! Uh, yes. Good evening. Well, we, so, were, <laughs> we were trying to talk to Dom, but he flipped the, flipped the, uh, flipped the whole so, thing yeah, on sorry. us. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to... Did someone say Primus? Yes. yes. So this is Marcus's comic book, actually. Oh. I was going to show... Is it's that an, a did, Primus I did, comic? I did not make this He didn't comic. make this. He owns the book. Um, the I was going to show Polly this when he got here. This is a Primus comic book. This is Primus origin story. This is when Shut little Wes Claypool up. was born and They've going through high school. It has Kirk, Kirk Hammett from Met- yeah, Kirk Hammett from Metallica is selling him weed in high school. They went to the same <laughs> high school. Like, oh yes. So I was like, okay, Paulie needs to see this. You guys need to see this because I feel like there should be a Stone Clover comic book about the origin. So that's why I was. But asking who do we know oh, that could do such a thing? I don't oh, know. Gosh. I'm trying to think. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, check that out. It's a. Uh, 
when you can. We I should probably just come up wanted with a, to throw that out there. I thought it'd be a cool thing for you guys. <laughs> we should come mm. up with a fake story that's actually cooler than the real <laughs> yeah. story, though. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's let's turn it over to Paco real quick too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Hello. Oh hi. How are you? <laughs> you Grill look away. so dapper all the time. You know, me and Logan <laughs> had a small bet going. Uh, not that you wouldn't wear a tuxedo T-shirt, but which one that we know you own that you would wear tonight? Talk me through it. Okay, so he was speculating that you'd wear the green one. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it came up. That's how it started. And then I said I thought I'd wear the red bow tie one. And we went we went through your Facebook trying to find the picture of every tuxedo shirt you have. Well, no, I didn't participate in the I Facebook have 30. Song. I silently. So. What? 30. How big I, is your closet? Uh, I don't have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> My true. room is a goddamn mess. <laughs> right. Well, um, your room's a closet. Then, he has a tuxedo huge. vault. Question. Ooh, I like that. Are some of them repeat tuxedos? No Ooh. repeats, actually. That's that amazing. Wow. One of the most impressive God things bless about you. my <laughs> collection. Is, uh, now, I will say I, I'm... Only cheating in the sense that they're not all T-shirts. Some are onesies, some are jerseys. But mm. you, you've seen I have what the have? I have a tuxedo hockey jersey. Tuxedo now. hockey jersey, yes. But, uh, <laughs> That's brilliant. So for everybody listening in at home right now that hasn't uh, been graced by viewing Paco in person, he is a dapper motherfucker that always wears the highest-end tuxedo T-shirt available. Um, and so we had a small bet going on on which one he would wear tonight, and I believe I owe Logan about five bucks. Because I wasn't going to force it, but my wallet's feeling a bit $5. Now it's on record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to wear Sunday, Paco? What mm. am I going to wear Sunday? You to know, church? <laughs> is, there a, is there a funkadelic? It's going to be, it's going is to be the same. there a funkadelic, Paco? You know what? That's a good question. It, it's usually a, I, I spend about an hour before the show kind of Is there going to be a Funko Pop, Paco? You know, mm. this has been a this has been discussed actually. Ooh, yeah. This has been a make that happen. This has been a thought. Yeah. I've got yeah. That's my, a, my friend makes those. The the pop figures, mm-hmm. Funko Pops, yeah. I have Custom. so many of those at home. Anyway, oh, this, it, it's it, disgusting. But. We need one of each of us. It, it, well, kind of an important thing as an artist too, and this is kind of a, a thing that's good to talk about on our podcast. Is to have like, little so, versions of yourself. Well, around. so like so like the way I look all the time is like you know I'm always wearing my glasses, I'm always wearing a tuxedo shirt, and I always have just like long messy hair. And that's very easy to translate to like a drawing or like a Funko Pop right, or whatever, yeah. and people will know that it's me. So I should stop. So when somebody suggests something like that clothes. to me, yes, one hundred percent, wear okay. the same outfit every day is what I'm telling you to do. Just like <sighs> never be original ever again, and just get pigeonhole yourself <laughs> until fifteen years later when you get LASIK. <laughs> when it all finally pays off, and you can afford LASIK there through you your through music. My, through my Funko Pops. <laughs> No, it's a, a good thing to mention, though, is that, you know, trying to get your brand out there and your name and all that, you have to have something recognizable that no matter where you are and what you're doing, somebody recognizes you as that artist, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Well, thinking about you guys, too, it's like, what if, like, Polly just, like, shaved his entire head bald, right? Oh, you know, his, his yeah, beard we... was gone. His, his hair was gone. Not was the beard. Like not the, no, well, no, no, stop. No, 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 I'm not telling him so, to do so. I'm just saying if he did so, there would be people who don't recognize him. Yeah, right? no, oh, absolutely. Yeah. A little context for the people who don't know. You wouldn't even mention the venue. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned him a couple of times. Uh, Paul is the guitarist for our band as well. And uh, we'll have him on the show. Uh, hashtag Stone Clover Band. Hashtag Stone Clover Band. Hashtag I Blame Stone Clover. Hashtag I Blame Stone Clover. Just, uh, well, uh, yeah. Hashtag just, one more beer. Just look, just look it up if you're curious, guys. Come on. But no, Paul uh, has a has a glorious goatee that goes uh, right down and connects with his happy trail almost. <laughs> so if you shave that off, you would not know him in a crowd. And so I get what you're saying about that, yeah, because, I mean, you need to have a discernible feature, you know? You need to you need to have that, that accessibility, that marketability. I wouldn't know? necessarily call it a need, but it's certainly, certainly it's certain a help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you really got to think, like, artists and musicians and all that 
are not just different from like normal business type people. We have to add on all the artist stuff. Mm -hmm. We still have to run our own businesses and do right. this. So you have mm -hmm. to have that mentality mm -hmm. of if what you're is taking my, it seriously. Yeah, least, what's yeah. my brand? What? How am I recognized? All that stuff. In uh, in comics, sometimes they say you know it's a good character if you can recognize it just by the silhouette. Mm -hmm. The silhouette yeah. test. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah. Cool. Well, it always funny too, you know. Like you watch you watch an anime sometime, and there's a bunch of like school kids, like short black hair. Then there's one person with like a you know big pink afro and like sunglasses. And, like who's the main character? You know, like, <laughs> but it's important to have something that sticks out. Yeah, true. Nothing says background character like brown hair. <laughs> yeah, I, was a, I have brown I'm, hair. I'm looking around. Oh, no. The we need to we need to all drink <laughs> an interval so that we a, can keep. Uh, that was just a drinking break. It was break, just kind yeah. of a weird moment where we all sipped our beer <laughs> and it did not translate. And we're back. So uh, so when we take a sip, we'll announce it to you guys, so so you don't get scared again. Already gets part. Also, so you can keep up when you do. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, we should have a little beep that goes along with it, just yeah. thinking, like so you can moderate because if we go unchecked, uh, you are definitely going to hear a uh, de evolution like of you know. Um, oratory abilities through and here's the, the start mm -hmm. as, as we continue to oratory abilities burr, 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 burr. The... you couldn't say the podcast name at the beginning so <laughs> and I still can't don't... that's the 30 yard judge fuck <laughs> <laughs> don't shit on my parade <laughs> you're gonna say it right at the end it's just gonna take a lot longer <laughs> drink along a phone hopes <laughs> so while we're between topics I just wanted to go back to Marcus for a second uh, do you want to mm. fill us in on your artistic endeavors Absolutely. for a moment oh man how long you got? You have many. <laughs> yeah, a while. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, the the one I've spent the most time with is uh, Lucy's Brown Seville, and that was a band that happened to to, to come out of a previous band, Four Deep, that broke up in twenty seven, two two thousand seven, and two thousand eight. Uh, Lucy's got put together. Me and the drummer Paul got back together and started throwing down some uh, new stuff. Like, let's keep it. Old school soul, Motown, blues, reggae, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, started another project with some friends of mine, Mike Anton, and uh, he owns a dovetail and um, nice. <clears throat> and Warren. And uh, our band's called Chaw, and that's uh, that's a lot of fun too. <laughs> I have seen you guys; it is very fun. Yeah, it's a lot. Go of fun. see Thank them; you. it is fun. Uh, it's, it's it's a lot of absurdist uh, Bob Dylan esque uh, stuff and uh, the. Different members of the band, uh, Steve and Mikey and Mikey, that throw on their own little pieces and make it what it is, and it's just pretty crazy. Uh, we've been on the Dom's show once. We brought Chaw to... Chaw and Lucy's. Chaw and Lucy's. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just uh, you know spend a lot of time drawing, painting, um, making crazy stuff. Uh, wife and I got a you know house a couple of years ago, so we got a big backyard. I can turn it into something you'd see out of like Edward Scissorhands or uh, <laughs> Heidelberg, or you know, I want to do some crazy stuff in my backyard. You know, hmm. um, trim the hedges. But uh, every once in a while, I meet a lot of new people, and uh, you know, I met Paco a little while ago, and um, through uh, the Motown Mojo show, we we did that show for the the Frozen Fish fiasco at Roke. And then we got that show on Sunday coming up. Um, Paco's playing with us and Drew Schultz. And uh, we'll be at PJ's Lager House. And the music starts around 8 o'clock. Very exciting. Definitely, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark's a very good artist, too. Yes, that, 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 that is our repeating, yeah. In the mm -hmm. room here. Yep. So this is just a little, um, a little plug. If you guys have a moment after this, 
definitely check out the Echo Network. Definitely check out uh, Motown Mojo. Um, it, it's worth your time. We've been on it. Paco's been on it. Dom hosts it. It's amazing. Um, Thank you. So, so that's just yeah. That's just another medium of 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 the many things that you do. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. It's too. a good place I'm to thirsty. go to listen to people have you know like the serious good questions with artists, so they can come to our podcast later and we can Absolute, rip them apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear some of your um, greasy stories, you know, on the road and stuff. It's crazy. Can't stuff wait to tell them. <laughs> yeah, it gets greasy. It does. I could tell. I heard a couple of them. <laughs> you know, like we we just want to. Like we're saying, we're talking about the artist experience. You know, mm-hmm. greasy stories on the road can be part of the experience of <laughs> sure. being an artist. But it's mostly in regards to just want a, a, a fresh angle, you know, mm-hmm. on the thing. You know, the things that, maybe, you know, a tour story or, you know, greasy stories are a good way to hear, like, just the things you don't really hear about. You know, if somebody says, like, hey, you know, yeah, they say, like, hey, how was your tour? How was it, like, playing these shows? But it's also, like, hey, how was that one time, you know, it took three days to get somewhere and you tried to stay in this hotel and, like, here's all the struggles of, you know. And the, yeah, Being out right, on the, the road, yada yada. Basically, the behind the scenes or the background, you know, mm. information that doesn't get said in the uh, in the straightforward talk. A lot of times, people just see the finished product, and then it seems like it was easy. Mm-hmm. Just just getting there to the point where you can start having having fun on stage, or whether it's a book or, or artwork. That's well, even hard even to do. in your part of you know your field of work, it's mm. like you're hustling all the time. You're going right. to conventions, you know, day in day out. Right. You right. know, getting pictures of people holding your comics when possible like that you know there's there's a lot of work that goes into you oh, know gosh. promoting yourself yeah yeah and it's <laughs> people think when they go to a convention and they they think that we don't pay to be there and it's just like we're a traveling circus or something and it's always <laughs> the same people it's weird i'm like why who put that in your head why are you thinking that's the way it works and that's mean to circus people too because they work harder than we do you know that's true they smell better that's probably the most interesting part about being an artist though people don't realize how much money we have to spend on freaking everything like you're saying like we have to pay to get our space to practice we got to pay to you know you know, like, I mean, God, how much does it cost to record a CD? And people just go like, oh, what, you go in, you spend like 10 hours in the studio. You're, you know, it's only how, how long does it take? Like, goodness, no, these things are. No, yeah, no, that's hard. And, and and songs, I mean, evolve and change. And so it's not just like, oh, and then you wake up with a moment of inspiration and go into the studio. It's kind of like, you, I had a song idea. And then you go and you spend, you know, three hours forgetting about it. And then two months later, you remember it. And then you go and you argue about it. And then it gets pushed under the rug, and then you bring it back up, dust it off, and then like maybe it makes it to studio, you know. And people so just it's, assume yeah. it's like, oh, studio time. Yeah, you just you have this idea. You just walk into the studio, you put it down, and then you leave. And then one day you have a record. You know, it's not, you know, well, paying oh, like, for chunks like at a time. A cake, yeah, it's yeah. like a little bit of guitar, a little bit of drums. And we just have stuff. we have the budget just to go in and do this for uh, you know nine months. We just walk I in, walk out it. casually. I would love that to just to live in the studio. <laughs> but <laughs> that's like what you were saying, Paco. It's a lot of money and hard work to actually mm-hmm. have your what you have in your head put it out there in any form of entertainment. I mean, it's almost it's it's a blessing and a curse. It's really, I mean, it's a great feeling as everybody in this room knows. If somebody purchases something you created, I yeah, think. Mm-hmm. at oh, least you forget about thing. that first time. Like, wow, you really like that? You're giving me money for this, and you want me to sign it? Like, it's great feeling to mm-hmm. have that. But at the same time. Like you're someone who's not a creative and they see how hard you're working and you're hustling, you're out there and you're not really getting any results at first. And they're like, why are you doing all this? You're a smart guy. Why are you doing this? I'm a masochist. You know, like (laughs) it's because I have this and I can't 
like I, if you don't have it it's hard to explain i mm-hmm. need to get this out there mm-hmm. i have all these things i need i need a megaphone and then the megaphone's going to become speakers and i have to let the world know what's going mm-hmm. on you know and plus i'm a lunatic on top that's of it. ultimately that's it we're all lunatics right yes. like, yeah we wouldn't do yes. this if we weren't like willing to you know spend a lot of money and mental energy right. just for that one person who comes to you know buy our our comic or our cd or it's a funny thing yeah it's funny too you know any anyone in entertainment a director an actor an actress a musician artist all these people have a very similar hustle all, all our stories are the same it's just in a different in a different light in yeah. a different category it's like you can relate to what they're doing oh do you get that too they try to pay you an exposure bucks exposure you know? bucks <laughs> yeah. like that when i heard your song paco i was like oh my god i hear that all yeah, the time i should have some people arrested for exposure just for how <laughs> often it goes around oh, can you convert Paul. that into bitcoins your yes. exposure bucks <laughs> and i found that the people who don't want to pay the artists and the musicians are the same people who tout about hard work and pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps. Uh-huh. But if there's any occupation in which that is more grossly emphasized, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I don't really want to hear it. Yep. That's an excellent point. It's brutal. It can mm-hmm. be even even other artists, you know, it can be like so hypocritical yeah. sometimes. Like how many artists do you know who it's like, you know, yeah, oh, I mean, I want you to buy my CD, but I torrent everything, you know? Right. There's like there's a certain. I'm also like, not going to stick around for your set. Bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, that's oh, the worst. Yeah. Oh. Boy, we have so many things to say, guys. Yeah, but I want to say this is just—we're uh, not—we're not just here to bitch. Although we will, we will, we so will. We will oh, so it's much. Feel so good. It's not so much we uh, want. We, we want you guys to just be able to relate. You know, yeah. we want people to know that you know we're feeling the same things they feel. And we want to hear. And we want to hear what you like, wh- what you think, and what you want to bitch about too. Because we will take that and run with it like a torch and set the forest on fire. I think it's good that people know when they're being rude because a lot of times they're being rude, but they don't know that they're being rude. I've learned that on my show. You know, like there's things you don't ask musicians. There's things you know, like I, I've learned about what you just said. You, I'm not. You know, you're supposed to stick around for the next band. You can't mm-hmm. take off. Even though if you have something else to do, I mean, you can. can. It's uncouth a little. (laughs) It's it's frowned upon. Yeah. It's very frowned upon. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Like I hear, so for example, like I'm I'm a writer when I go to a convention, and they're like, "Are are you the illustrator? No, 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 I'm the writer. Oh, you're just the writer." Like that's just. I was I was without ninety eight percent of the time. I was looking to ask you that question later. Yeah, Yeah. like. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just the writer. Yeah, so th- there's T-shirts that say that. They sell. Oh, that says, I'm just the writer. But, you know, in the, I guess my question is, uh, I don't, I hate being ignorant and, uh, like, offending a, another artist. Like, what, what are some of the things that just, as, a, as musicians, that you just are big no-nos, that you would say? Hmm. So, Paco Higdon, what's it like? being the next Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah, so we, we had sort of yeah, talked about ooh, this. Uh, I think right. the big thing that artists don't like hearing is just when they're told, oh, this is who you sound like, or yeah, oh, right. this is who you're going to be. And like, More like yeah, you, guys, you, guys, you, you guys in Stone Clover probably understand it just as well. So they're like, so as an Irish rock band, which like almost isn't really even a genre, because like, you know, what is, you, have you heard of drop kick what is Irish rock? You know, like if your songs <laughs> are just about, you know, if it's a song about drinking, that doesn't necessarily make it Irish. Having these certain instruments doesn't make it Irish. Right. You know, it's like, right. you know, you're doing the music you want to do. And I hate to be Mr. Like, you can't put labels on things because you kind of got to put labels on things sometimes. Yeah, for your brain to understand. Or, or, yeah. or you know, to market yourself. It's a natural like, thing, yeah. You know, when you're, when you're putting out a, a press release and somebody says, what do you sound like? And you say like, oh, we, we you know, we just sound like us. Like, you know, people are just going to ignore that. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a value to being able to describe yourself. But, like, I personally, for those who don't know me, uh, 
I write, you know, it's it's pretty goofy music. It's quirky. It, I don't think it's quite, you know, straight on comedy, and it's certainly not parody. But people hear, like, kind of funny songs, and they just go, oh, Weird Al. And also, full disclosure, I love Weird Al. Weird Al mm-hmm. is, like, he's my number one. I will love him more than I would ever love my firstborn child. <laughs> I know his birthday down to the minute. Like, I love the guy. October 23rd, right. 1959 at 1.56 p.m. I'm wow. going to his astrological chart. Uh, you know, I, there's so many things. I, I just told you, you can figure it out from there. But it's still, like, I don't want to be told, you know, like, oh, so you're just going to be the next Weird Al. Right. Because, like, what right. if one day, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm writing this song. It's not so funny. And I put it out, and people go, oh, well, you know, we wanted you to That's be Weird Al. You want to be the first Paco. You're not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where's no, your accordion? Just, I mean, uh, for the I wish I played accordion, but... <laughs> you want to be the first Paco Higdon, you know? Well, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's, it, I, I certainly don't mind the comparison. I find it flattering. But, sure. like, it gives people the wrong idea yeah. about what I do. You're a Paco knot. I'm a Paco knot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even if you emulated something, you know, even if you, you know, straight up like I have one inspiration and I want to follow that true to the core. And it's like you're going to do it differently because mm-hmm. you you are a different person. Yeah, you every are individual is going to have yeah. a different spin. Like it's just, you know, no, yeah. no two brains mm-hmm. are the same. I, I like how you guys, um, you kind of started your own uh, musical category, Patty Slag, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because then I can say, t- oh. tell me about Patty Slag. It's not like, you know, what do you guys sound mm-hmm. like? But, you know, I, I want to know about what that category is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if, uh, going back to Stone Clover. Uh, it wasn't a question. I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of what, what would be like the most frustrating well, Logan, that moment def- of define, people. Define what slag is, first of all. Just just break down what the word slag is. Well, for slag really comes down to the, it really just means breaking the molds is what it. What does it literally mean? Isn't it breaking the mold? What is it? It's isn't, a, isn't it like refuse? Like slag. Yeah. It's refuse. It's sediment. It's everything sort of mixed and heated Basically, together. Basically, yeah, when you like have a forge, um, slag is the the shit that you don't want in the finished product in like the metal. Like swill? So it's not, so it's not, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> right, right, but right, it, right. But not in a liquid form. We, we, <laughs> we make that too, but we don't advertise okay. that. Um, <laughs> Patty swills a couple of years Patty down the road. <laughs> Kind of, well, kind of more ambient. When, that's when our, you. that's our line of vodka. <laughs> I would not drink that. It's on record. It's on I record. would not drink that either. It's okay. When, when you take that mentality and you really boil it down, like Patty Slag, what it stands for is we we have an Irish base when it comes to instrumentation and where a lot of our backgrounds come from. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the residue of what's come off of all that and our inspirations from other genres of music. Mm-hmm. Of we we might have a a violin and a mandolin but we like we're all big metal fans and we're all big alternative rock and all that kind of stuff we're writing that music but it sounds like our roots because it's coming from that type of instrumentation but we're really trying to break every every aspect of what you expect to be in that mold with where it started and what comes off afterwards is patty slag i like that the residue of everything you guys Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's once, like when you when you take the patty part of it and you boil it down to its very most like bare essence. And we are what's lying off to the side. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, there's, like there's nothing wrong with like acknowledging that you know the sure. Irish influence. Oh yeah. Music, you know? I, I didn't want to say earlier like what is Irish rock? No, like, no, you know, no. Yeah, they, it's it's a helpful what, what you've descriptor. Heard the country, because, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's so hard to like explain to people who don't have an artistic mentality of of wanting to break the mold of something that's already been done because mm-hmm. to them it it's. Well, it's already it's been done. Thing. It yeah, works. Why not? You know? Everything's a story almost, yeah. and it needs like the next chapter or something, you know. Um, which mm-hmm. I completely agree with. But it's like when he's like, "Well, no," and it's like we're completely unrelated. So, so mm-hmm. clear your mind and it's like, "Yeah, watch, watch this and do something really stupid," you know. <laughs> 
People have a need, I feel like, that to put things into categories. In yeah. Pigeon. Like, they just, they're like, I don't know what this is. It needs to go somewhere. Like, it, like you work in the post yeah. office, and you got to, like, find a slot for it. And that's just based, like, <laughs> no. that's just psychology. But it's still very not helpful when it comes to <laughs> trying to broaden your own brand, you know? Uh-huh. True. I mean, like, go back to, like, Primus. Primus yes. is the one I always think about. Like, you know, oh, you listen yeah. to a Primus song. You say, what does this sound like? And you say, Primus. Yeah. I've never heard another band that sounds like no. this. Yeah. Like bands who have tried don't even really sound like Primus. There's some that have tried. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, really? A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, let's uh, play Paco Higdon band. <laughs> Tons of flamenco bass. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and honestly, Les Claypool is my biggest influence for things like that because I would rather sound just plain bad than just to, to sound like everybody else. Yeah. And I did no. It's at least you're being yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. By the way, Les Claypool and I now have a psychic connection, so that'll well, that'll oh, and eventually I'll get him on the podcast. Take, okay. take a moment and see if you can channel him like a medium or something. <laughs> we'll turn off the lights. <laughs> Is that your seance noise? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, relax and open your minds your to the ethereal world around <laughs> us. <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> that might have actually been Primus. I, I think he's just playing us a song. I figured it would have been like the looping sound he's of my here, name guys. is Mud. You know, like it's really the him. constant looping. Like <laughs> I'm really curious to hear from both of you because you, you've been in Sun Clover a lot longer. Like the the most frustrating questions and what that comes from of of you know when people kind of pigeonhole you in that. What what is something that people have come up after a show and said to you that they just don't get about like the art that Clover creates. I don't know. I kind of love it. I kind of look forward to the moment where it's like just someone is just drunk at the pub and it's usually like, um, me. Yeah. <laughs> you, Logan, I, we need to talk, but it's like, uh, <laughs> can you not just like sit there while we're playing a show? I'm no, tired of no, keeping your usually, drunk ass every night, man. It's usually just, uh, you know, like we're playing a pub and it's like someone who's never heard us before. And they're like, Cool. All right. You know, my cousin owns an Irish bar uh, out in uh, Wyoming, um, and he would probably, you know, love to have you guys out there for something. Give like, you guys yeah, drink tickets. Give you get free drinks. I love drink tickets, but they don't go far. I mean, I don't have to say much about that. You guys never sure get enough un- drink tickets. No, That's we the- don't. I mean, honestly, we talked about overhead for buildings and stuff, but I think our bar tabs, if we could cover that, we could have bu- We could have bought Trump Tower by now. <laughs> have, you <played> at, <laughs> have you played at Northern Lights? They give you a big... Bucket of beer. Oh, I, like, like I was big hoping you ice said trough. bucket of beer. Mm. Well, it's like a trough. Like well, now everybody knows. So book your band <laughs> at Northern <laughs> yeah, Lights yes. Lounge. That and like Northern Lights, we're expecting a cut soon because that there. sounds delicious. Yeah, they just fill up a massive like silver thing full of ice and PBRs and they just throw it on the stage. I'm like, there you go, buddy. And there's like 30 of them in there. <laughs> they just come up the stage like with <laughs> well, I thought you meant I thought you meant like do. a trough just like <laughs> just full, like, like <laughs> the beer has been poured into the trough no, no, and you no. all have to like it's like, like cattle. Joe Lewis. I was going to say that they just come up <laughs> Joe Lewis urinals. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's oh, like, you wow. know, there's This a, became a lot less appetizing. There's like a tap and Says you. you can just lean off the side and just take a little bit off the side. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Suckle from the Joe Lewis Trough was the the second. Is that another saying? Second choice <laughs> for my podcast name. Ooh, man, that'd, Joe be good. Lewis that'd be a good band name too. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have bought Lewis it when trough. you know they were selling all those things from the Joe Lewis the Trough. Uh, uh, I would totally put a trough in my bathroom. Yeah, what were oh some God. of the names y'all were kicking around before we landed on Stone Clover? What like what was almost Pub Monkeys? Pub Monkeys? No shit. That would have been. I awesome. like that. That was mine. Paul, I didn't like that one. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'd co-sign on that. 
That should be <laughs> your own. That like, should be your own comic, Pub Monkeys. <laughs> I want a tattoo um, that says Pub Monkeys. We didn't have a lot of uh, <laughs> on your knuckles, but it's like really misspelled in a couple letters. They're like shoved together. M N K Y. Pub Monks. We didn't kick around too many names before we settled on Stone Clover. It was like he was he was at a bar surprise <laughs> and he texted me hey what about stone clover and that was about it he's like yes sure fine stop texting me <laughs> <laughs> coming up with a name is very difficult oh yeah. absolutely you, you yeah. google it someone already has it yep. yeah oh, like oh that is the worst unless you're paco higdon <laughs> i mean you know, so why did you kill the well, other well, I was say, you know there, there's a beauty to it and there's a problem to it too right because like the beauty of it is like if you google the name paco higdon that's what comes up there's no other paco higdon anything ever right. like you know not maybe some random smattering of code somewhere came up with paco higdon but other than that it's just me but also like <laughs> say the name paco higdon once to somebody and ask them to remember it you know it's tough okay it's like taco higdon but with a P. Mm-hmm. And guess what I got to hear all the time in middle school. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for, for opening those scars. Those <laughs> deep wounds. Oh, no. Have a beer, bud. Go on without me. Oh, will do. Okay. Well, that's easily I'm fixed. better. Hey. Yeah, no, that's something that, that, that you never really think about. I mean, because everybody out there, like, has an artistic side, and it's just, like, the startup, like, the, the, the name, the branding you know, the stuff that goes into it beyond the music. I would say something from the music community that uh, is like, look out for each other, you know, and Metro Detroit's really good about that. Um, but I say like, we could all do a little more to like, look out for, you know, anybody that's like, I have a couple questions or I have, you know, like, can I pick your brain about something? And it's like, yeah, always listen to that and always, you know, like encourage that because like, once you have a name, once you have an image, once you have your material and stuff, like you like, just let everybody soar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, make make deeper connections with uh, uh, like-minded people around you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Help them grow. So, yeah, help them grow, and and you help yourself grow. Because I would love that. Because where like where we're at right now, you know, like I would love it if somebody was like, here here's a hand. Mm-hmm. Like thank you, thank you very much. Here's three billion dollars oh, for my your. God. I was band. looking for that. I thought yeah. I would like. I would like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with them. No, 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 sir. no. I think a lot of people are afraid of that in the industry because it's in, encroaching on their business yeah. to a certain aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. if you succeed, it takes away the possibility of them making money. But it's not; it, it isn't the reality because they can be two separate it's entities not, that grow together. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more complicated than that, at least. You yeah. wouldn't yeah. know until it's too late, so nobody's Again, willing this, to take this that. This Highlander shot. mentality has got to go. Well, it's like I had I had this teacher in college, and he won't uh, I won't say his name, but he's the brother of James Taylor. He's Livingston Taylor, and um, he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Livingston. His whole thing was um like at the end of the class he was like when I let you guys all go, like I'm you know I am no longer your teacher I am your rival, and like his whole what? mentality was that like once you're out like as a professional musician it's like we're no longer like you know I'm not here to help you I'm here to like steal your fans right wow. and like there's a, there's a certain brutal truth to that that's like you know I can appreciate being given that advice because you can think of it that way it's just like yes okay so now that I'm out there it's like. He's trying to do his best. I'm trying to do my best. But then I come, you know, that was in Boston. I come back here to Detroit, and, like, the mentality is so much different. Yes. Like, everybody yeah. here, I feel like this is one of the most supportive scenes but, I've ever seen in my entire right. life. I was going to say, uh, maybe maybe it's a local thing, and I want to turn this out. Yes. Like, definitely tell us, everybody out there that is not from the metro Detroit area, um, but, like, is it different other places? Because, it's like, I feel it's like you, you do your own thing, and you'll get along fine, you know? If you try and, you know, step on everybody on the way up, then you, you're definitely going to have some skeletons in the closet. And I, um, you know, I travel around the country, you know, selling my comics at different conventions. 
And when I'm anywhere else, you know, the bigger the city, the the more they don't they hold everything close to the chest. They, when they're in Detroit, they're like, God, well, you guys help each other out all the time. It's, it's yeah, what this is what I'm used to. I don't know if it's a Midwest kind of thing, but it's like I'll help you. But everywhere else, L.A., New York, even down south in Texas, it's like if you ask, hey, how'd you get to this? How'd you do that? It's almost like. They're putting their hand over like you're cheating off like you're you're cheating off their paper. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Th- I mean, the, it, it, those those are just you know a lot of fish in a pond over there. You know, compared right. to here, I think I think Detroit's just in that right that Renaissance spot. era. You know, where it's like we're here, like there's enough of us that we can help each other out. But like in places yeah. like New York, you know, it's like oh, there's there's not enough room for everybody. There's just not right. You know, and but if I'm to help someone, I would think that later if this person was to make it, they'd be like. Oh yeah, yeah. You help me. You give me that one pointer. I'll help you out. Let me. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. That's the way I think. And I feel like anybody. You know. I. I can't say I've ever helped anybody to success, but anything I've been a part of here that has become right. successful, I feel nothing but like happiness for him. You know. I'm not sitting there going, right. like, oh, I blew it. But at you the know, same why time, why didn't I help them? Yeah. Then they could have helped me. You know. Like it's not even how I look at it. I think Maybe that's just I'm, the mentality of like Detroiters in general, mm-hmm. even outside of music and all that. We we're at the point where everybody's in this together, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. even though there is negativity and some aspect of it. The, the people inside and outside of the city like we are in this together sink or, sink or swim yeah so I think it just comes from our generation and upbringing here even outside of music it's just who we are in our DNA mm-hmm. yeah just you know, the same kind of we're, stuff we're, that we're, Seattle went through we're all aware that we're part of a bigger picture is I think what it is yeah you know? unless New York is like 25% bands by population like there shouldn't be a reason <laughs> to like cut each other's throat sure you know because, I mean, like, you have a bigger population, but you also have a lot of people, you know, that, like, might like different stuff, might like, you know, because we, we play with a lot of different style bands. I don't think we have played with more than a handful of bands that are similar to mm-hmm. us in nature, like, musically, you know? We play with rock bands, we've played with ska bands, we've played with everything under the sun, and it... it like our fans both get along, you know, they're not like on sides, like boy girls and, you know, middle school or something. It's like, everybody's intermingling and having a good time. Right. But going, going back to the, the New York comedy made with that, even outside of music, the mentality when you go there is competitive. You go to the competitive schools out there Mm -hmm. to be the best in there and you do whatever you have to, to, to climb that that ladder. The weird thing about that is, is, is because I know so many musicians that are like incredibly talented, way more talented than me. You know, and I'll openly say that, and I don't mind, because they are amazing. They do a different thing, though, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like there can't be that animosity, especially mm-hmm. between artistic people, because, like, th- like there's gonna there's someone better than you. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. And that's just a humbling thought, and it's like there's going to be somebody better than you, and that's great, man, because that guy is doing something really cool, you mm-hmm. know? But at the same time, it's like that guy might also not even be in a band. He might just be the best guitarist ever, and he sells cars. You know, right. he might form a band, and he might play on the weekends because that's what he likes. You know, right. I think it's more or about like, we just want to help yeah. everybody fill their niche more so than like you know, it, like success isn't just like a bar of like right. you know, yeah. good mm-hmm. or bad. It's like you know, there's a, I am the best. That's why, so that's, I will that's play. why it's called yeah. the scene. You know, yeah, like, right. It, there's yeah. a whole great picture to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I notice like playing here around Detroit area, a lot of bands when you do shows with them, there's always people that like help you. They offer to help you carry your gear. Right. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen in California. <laughs> no. It didn't happen in Vegas for us. It didn't happen when we went, you know, wherever we went. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was only, like, Michigan bands that, that I noticed really do that. 
I just honestly so didn't realize that. You know. Oh, hey there. Yeah. I see you got We're a drum kit. Canadians. <laughs> we are technically in Detroit uh, uh, for those uh, geographically challenged. We are directly north of Canada uh, if you go over the bridge or in the tunnel. So uh, so Canada is to the south of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, is uh, we're not the, sorry. Even the customers are a little different here. Like, they're like, oh, you're, you're from Detroit. Oh, okay, I'll help out a local guy. You know, oh, yeah, let me check that out. You're in New York. They don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they don't care. where. They're like, why are you telling me where you're from? Can you tell me about this, please? Mm-hmm. Same fast, with, fast, fast, same with Venice. <laughs> in Venice Beach, like, the nicest people I met out there were from here. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> or they used to live here, and they moved out there. And they're like, man, the people out here just suck. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you still here? I see. That's like, I don't I'm know. You want a solar hit? <laughs> <laughs> that's what i kind of want to go see you know just just spread that midwest love around yeah, yeah. the year who is your buddy that uh got, he moved out there steve forbes steve forbes yeah he's like he's like when i first got to to la i was the nicest guy but then i've been there for so long that now i'm i'm a dick like everybody else that <laughs> he's like Ooh. eventually yeah you, just, you conform to <laughs> yeah and it's like not even uh a conscious thing you do it's right. it's just kind of like falling in line with whatever you're getting involved in yeah. yeah different mentality here yeah yeah and you know i didn't even really think about that but um uh eventually we want to have people from uh not only around the the metro detroit area but like if we can get some people from the east coast to give some east coast perspective yeah, I would love yeah. to and get tell insight. us how we're full yeah. of shit and is like right. it's not all teletubbies wrong. and care bears man out I there i want to be challenged like, yeah I i've wanna... seen the real shit <laughs> i've been in there what are some of the great, like, your favorite places around Detroit to play? Ooh, okay. Um, well, you you mentioned um, I'm, I'm I'm dropping names. Dude. Nobody's giving me money. But um, uh, you guys are playing PJs yep. on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, that has been definitely an old hang uh, yep. for us for a, for a long time. Uh, I think the the Majestic has probably been my favorite because oh, <laughs> the atmosphere of all yeah. the people out there like they they are good at what they do from running the boards to running the lights and they're confident with it and yeah, I feel so shitty yeah. that yeah. I missed that show I was so <laughs> I was out of town I'm like god damn it well, even, I too would love to play the Majestic <laughs> it's, it was just a lot of fun because like we had these crazy ideas for how we were going to start the show and we're trying to describe it to somebody who's never heard our music before and the girl running the lights went okay got it uh, yeah like I get oh, you know that's something we haven't even touched on is the house production oh yeah, stuff, how yeah. much of the like, goes in but let's save that <laughs> for next week um because that's but yeah the, the majestic had the most interesting people of being confident in their art with the michigan mentality right. of you know we're all in this together kind of thing paco where's your favorite place that you played my around? favorite place to play that's a you know I, i've almost not really disliked a place i've ever played um i i really like playing at the loving touch myself oh yeah um the sound is just always really good and it's a nice location that like people will show up mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. always nice because i you know i love pjs to death but i tell my friends like hey i'm playing at pjs in detroit and they go you know, and, and your under pressure was amazing by the way oh thank that you so much fantastic <laughs> especially when you hit that crazy freddie mercury note halfway through the song. to clarify uh, I, I tend to play the uh, loving touch tribute nights at a you know at the end of every month they pick a different artist nice. and we signed up for bowie night and we played dead last and uh i made the uh mistake of picking under pressure <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You got, and you got it was the mercury note. I all did. The way up I did, sir. Had to clench a little bit. I sure did. Yeah, yeah. you can see it in the video, just full on <laughs> squeezing of the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> they turned my underies into ovaries. <laughs> Ow! 
Um, yeah, so all the locations uh, are our personal favorites. Um, if you're in town, definitely go check them out, see what they're doing. Um, if you're out of town and you come up here, those are the spots to go for live music around. So it's always a fun time. And plus there's there's dozens of other places that, that we're not even going to get to mention, maybe we'll mention later, mm-hmm. um, but that, that I adamantly love about playing in Detroit. I love our city. I'll say that right quick. Here, here. Yeah. When we were talking, too, about the Detroiter mentality of, like, helping each other out on that, Loving Touch is the perfect example because, like, Jesse is a great guy who does the booking there. Oh, yeah. And he's in bands and all that stuff going all over the place, but he's somebody who's always shared the mentality of, I know what you're going through. I want to make this easy on you as a musician kind of situation. I think I've met that guy. What is he? Is he black hair and tattoos? Uh, no tattoos. He's a shorter guy with black hair. It used to be really long, and now it's it's short and clean. But he's got a little okay. bit of the Billy Goat Goat going on. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've had. So what, what what like what does the promoter do to make it easier for you? Oh gosh. I'm well, the first to, thing like, that, the, the first things? thing a promoter can do that makes it easier than anything is when they reach out to you and they say, "Hey, we sure. got this bill. You would be good on. Would you like to play that?" Okay. And Jesse is like one of the only people I know who's ever done that. Like I yeah. I I have a lot of difficulty. Uh, booking shows myself. Okay. You know, like it's like because you the, take that all the camp, upon yourself the, yeah, too. The camp, yeah. The camp that I'm in in Stone Clover and are very different because you guys have many more years. You know, many more, you know, connections and a more. Uh, in the bones. You know, uh, like my, my music is very hard to market, <laughs> as you can imagine. Like if I try to explain myself to people, or they listen to something, you're like, "This is clown noises and farts. We don't want this guy playing our festival." <laughs> okay, Paco is brilliant. Everyone who is listening right now, go check out the album. You've got it on Spotify, right? Yes, sir. I'm on the album. Taylor's on the album. Taylor's on the album too. Even more reason. Not pa- that you. Polly's uh, guitar it. is on the album too. Polly's guitar is on the album. Just, but is he behind it? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just his I just, just that I mentioned because well, that, <laughs> that that's, was a that's funny a, story. I, I, I can. I that's can. another one of those visual components, <laughs> or material components. That's really that really translates to audio. I, I can I can segue <laughs> for a second because that's actually how I met you guys is um through that first session where I, I was recording at Pearl Sound and. Uh, Oh yeah, you know, I had this song. You know, it's called "Some People Just Aren't Going to Like You," and it's got like a you know <laughs> Celtic tinge to it. How and they true. were like, "You got to get these guys on your record, right?" So I I call in Taylor, and uh, you know she comes in, and you know what? I, that's that's one of those ways that musical appropriation actually led to one of the most endearing friendships. Exactly, one hundred percent. It was just one of those things. Like you played on it, and we're just like, "Oh, we're cool. Let's be friends now." And then, mm-hmm. that was sweet. And then uh, Polly came in later to play the guitar, so I showed him the music, and he's just like. You're gonna do it, <laughs> but he sat there the whole time. Like, well, I was, you know, he, he was kind enough to lend me. He like, sat there and cheered me on the whole time. <laughs> well, he, he was kind enough to lend me, like, you know, his best acoustic guitar and whatever. But my oh, my brilliant. favorite story, and I love telling this one, is um, mm. so you know, I'm, I'm playing the song, and it, it, it's definitely not easy. I don't blame him for like, you know, saying like, oh no, you do that. And I, I get to the end, and I'm holding the final chord, and then you know, we're, we're listening back, and we hear like laughter, and we go in, and we find out that uh. Certain jokes were said about certain parts of female anatomy at the very end of my song that incited a lot of laughter and uh, ruined the guitar take for the end because uh, one Polly Brady is a very charismatic and funny individual. Very loud laugher. <laughs> a very loud laugher. <laughs> Who could Dude, hear Polly? And we've been friends it. ever since. Do you remember the joke? I, I didn't hear it. That's the thing. I was oh. in there playing the guitar, and then we're just oh, like, what just is that laughter? Laugh? And he's like, oh. Uh, in the background, I, like. I, I said ah, this. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then that's how that's how that went down. Love it. And I didn't I didn't really see him for a while after that. But, uh, you know, one day I went on Facebook. I'm like, somebody tell me how to book shows because I can't do it. And he's like, I'll tell you everything you need to know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that's yeah, that's that I can hear him saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come comes in all like Obi Wan Kenobi style, like yo. It was less Obi Wan Kenobi and more uh, in his underwear playing Battlefront. <laughs> oh, but, uh, well, that's a natural state. Yes. Like if I was dating, no, still David the start of a, up, like, we don't know narrating Paul. I think I just no, no, like, no. People need to know. Yeah. Oh, people yeah. need to know. It's right. not all. We, I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi might have been playing Battlefront. In <laughs> yeah, we in don't know. Uh, that'd, that'd be very strange. Wouldn't that be kind of like <laughs> trying I don't to unlock know. himself? I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I want to be me so bad. <laughs> I want to. It's Ben Kenobi trying to unlock Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, and like I gotta relive the glory days, man. Back when I had clothes. Um, yeah. Also, playing video games in your underwear a huge part of being a musician. Um, huge, huge, huge. Can't emphasize that yes. enough. If you're just, not doing well as a musician, we can tell you the first thing you're doing uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, just set down your guitar. Go take your pants off. Sit down in front of your TV. Take take your pants off. Take, take your pants, pants off. off right now. <laughs> crack a beer. And play a game that's just at least seven or eight years old. Yeah. It's the rule. <laughs> art is inspired by art and breathability of your underwear without mm-hmm. the jeans there. Yep. That goes without saying. If you're in a band, you all take your pants off and play Mario Party. And by the end of it, you probably won't be a band anymore. No, they say like. But that's how it goes. <laughs> is that the criteria pants. to keep bands? Do you together? remember pants with breathability the, the, and the a Mario beer with Party challenge? The bands yeah. who wear pants together don't do dance. Well. Anyway, so uh, do you remember the last time that we were all at, when we used to practice at James's house, and he made us watch him play fucking Silent Hill PT? Yeah, oh, I'm oh, still angry. <laughs> I'm st- I'm glad you find it funny. I'm glad you find it funny. Right, yeah, so, I'm still mad. Yeah, PT for uh, uh, those who have um, uh, repressed it in your memory. Post-traumatic. Was, <laughs> post-traumatic. It's, uh, it's a playable trailer from the Silent Hill that what? never You don't need to advertise happened. Silent Hill. They, it they never don't... came out. It's not even going to happen. Also, Take off oh, that Silent Hill jersey. You look ridiculous. <laughs> Damn it. I have another one underneath it. I'm going to plug them in a minute. Guys, but, um, <laughs> you're not going to like this shirt either. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, if you've played Silent Hill, oh, what was it? I saw a post from uh, the creators of that, and they, they released it. And it's like, we're, we're fin- finally finishing the uh, video game. It's going to be called Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus or something like that. <laughs> No, that's a that's a different maker because what, what's Stranding? his name? The yeah, the yeah. director yeah. of PT left to go to another company uh, to make okay. the game that Norman Reedus is now in. Dang. <laughs> that <laughs> that, that makes me fuck so you sad. Too. But it's, it's a, a horror, band but it's name. a horror video game, and I don't think we've ever felt closer as a band while watching the drummer play this uh, horror video game, and we're all sitting there just like as your pools of sweat and urine. Don't do it! Don't one. do it! Yeah, something bad's gonna happen, James. Don't do it. <laughs> And then something bad did happen. All of us shrieking in unison. Uh, oh, you just shrieked? You feminine. got off easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, when, so uh, Logan actually, we haven't Oh, played. is this a story? Yeah, this is a little story. So uh, me and Logan uh, had a townhouse together, and, oh, he's leaving the room. Okay. No, oh, no, he's. I'm getting okay. warm. Right. <laughs> Got to play some games. The story games? makes him sweat. He's got to take his shirt off. Yeah. Woo! So we uh, uh, we played a game called Outlast, uh, which is a brilliant video game, and it's a horror-based mm, video yeah. game. Yeah. And we were playing, and both of us are too uh, chicken to play the actual game. So we were watching our buddy Rose. That's play how the I game. do. Yep. And um, at one point, we were being chased, and Logan was so scared that he magically uh, defied gravity by kicking his feet and screaming so loud that he propelled himself up the wall, and from sitting on a bed went straight from that to standing, like just by kicking his feet and yelling. 
I was so freaked out that my heels were digging into the bed and my back was against the wall and I arched it because I was like, no, trying to push myself away from the TV, which created the perfect force angle to push me on an angle up. By the time they all turned around, I was in a full standing position with my arms. Back to our unmarketable skill resumes. Ability to climb walls with my back. Can can scale walls like Spider-Man when scared shitless in underwear. In underwear. underwear. Well, no, we weren't in the band then. So we oh. have yeah. <laughs> Logan is Nitro's suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about before? Uh, so anyway, this is the Thirsty Artist Podcast. <laughs> this is the Thirsty is, Artist Podcast. That was this the introduction. The yeah. Really, the, really, the point of this podcast, folks, is to expose the tender underbelly of what it's like to be a local artist. The raw, gritty side, mm. and the fun stuff. Not of just living. Not the suction cup side. Raw underbelly. Raw underbelly. I'll leave. <laughs> We're all dragons with one scale missing underneath, so I think we can show that. Good thing scales are on my unmarketable resume. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know too. Oh, anywho, folks. So, are, are you guys recording right now? Not yet. We are almost done writing our newest album. Okay. Oh, you mean the podcast? We hope we were recording. We've been talking for an hour. Trick question. Okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we start over, guys. Trick question. Start over. Always record. Remember Always. everything you said the last hour verbatim, and we'll start from the top. <laughs> this is all scripted, by the way. I came here for the beer. Got it. Okay. Oh, we are out of beer. What? There's more outside. It's okay. No wonder we've been able to talk so much. Whew. All right. What's more important in this moment? Okay, Logan's going to go fix that. He's our little handyman right now. So other than currently recording a podcast, you are you guys are recording a new al- a writing right. process of yep. the new album? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And really we- excited to hit that uh, studio, recording studio. Yep. So here's a here's something we can stem off of, you Ooh. know, to fit the theme of the podcast. It's just like, so what part of this recording of the second album would you like to uh, impart upon other people looking to record or other people, you know, aiming to make an album. What are some of the pitfalls or some of the, what's the opposite of um, a pitfall? If, if we knew pit, how to. Pit if, jumps. I was going to say. Of. Yeah. Well, watch out for the alligators for one. Um, and also there's an underground way you can get around stuff. Um, no, if we knew how to do it the right way, I would love to tell you. Um, but I don't. Why don't you tell us how to do it the right way, folks? Call in and tell us how to. <laughs> yeah. Please. 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 please, tell please. Us how to We're bad. Do you have yeah. money? Please call us with money. You can Venmo me. <laughs> a pit jump. I still like that. <laughs> well, how do you guys? How do you guys jump? How do you guys jump into like uh, producing new album? Like, do you go in there with like a set of songs that you have rehearsed and you have like a whole game plan? Is like the recording process? There's a couple that we have that we've had for like about a, about a year or so, and they're still they're still new songs, but they're not new songs because we played them at live shows. And if you've been to a live show, you've heard it, um, but we haven't put it on an album so it's not right. accessible on all levels um as as far as the rest of it goes it's like we're just we're just trying to carve out that last like uh we're we're like trying to carve uh the statue of david right now um yep. but we've just got like a big old like snow shovel or something that's and it's yeah. a plastic shovel yeah. Yeah. too yeah. well is it like a situation where you try and get the best take where everyone gets pretty much their part down and they only have to overdub a little bit or do you do it like oh we got the drum and bass now everyone we can just put in their own stuff oh. on top of that later you know what i yeah, mean like uh, is it yeah i mean like a live wise, uh setting or more 
Well, yeah. I, I, I kind of get the vibe where you're going with. We're trying to have everybody come in with a set part yeah. mm-hmm. to have a finished product, but we are all extremely open to the idea of moving with it. Yeah. We, we want to come in thinking it's concrete, but we're okay if it doesn't solidify and we can re-solidify it in another fashion. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, we my, think my, it's solid concrete, but it's really just a Michigan roadway. Oh, man. <laughs> No, I mean, but that that makes it so difficult. I don't imagine how people go on with like, yeah, I'm going to figure it out in the studio and all that. Well, th- it's it's kind of what we did tonight. I mean, fix it in post. We can fix it in post. Hey. Like, but no, like, but I, speaking of fixing it in post, though, like that's the challenge. Like, if you go in and you just say we're going to wing it, we're all going to record live. Like, so much can go wrong, right? So like. An instrument is out of tune. The whole take is ruined. You know, I remember. Like, I remember a couple minutes ago, we had to edit out fourteen straight minutes of silence and staring at each other, drinking our beers. <laughs> oh yeah, there was. That, that couldn't weird happen if we live recorded that. You'd yeah. be listening to us like. Nobody can tell my fiance what me and Connor were doing. Ten no, those no. Yeah. There was a weird cricket it's in the corner like of the room too. Minutes. Yeah, and we couldn't find it, and none of our jokes played out because there was a cricket in the corner of the room that we couldn't get. <laughs> So we Fred took, was trying to contribute, all right? Yeah. Fred, yeah. We only we had to, one we noise. Had to, we had another guest Fred named Durst Fred Durst is a fine man. He was just trying to help. <laughs> no, we had to kick him out. He was being an asshole. No, just 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 like, sounded like a cricket, Fred. Anyway, so <laughs> recording in the studio. The, the whole thing about it is, like, if you go in and you just improvise, like, you know, we, we had one time, a, like, a, another band I was playing with, he went to a studio once, and our mentality was, we're going to record this live. And the dudes just, like, laughed at us. They were like, yeah, okay. So we went in, and, like, this is, like, you know, like, big-time studio. These guys, like, we play a note, and they're just like, that's not quite in tune. We play, like, another note. They're like, that's not quite in tune. And it would take eight hours to record, like, eight one year's guitar part of, like, one song because it's like we have to get this perfectly intonated because this is, like, this is your professional product. This isn't just you guys going in playing live, right? you know, and mm-hmm. releasing something that's, you know, this is just what we came up with right now. We're not going to edit this or whatever. Like, you know, it's fine for a demo, but, like, you're trying to put out an actual record, you have to be consistent. You have to have that's a lot of forever. takes you can work with. You got to have, you know, that's why it's so good to come in prepared because it's like if you're playing the same thing every time, it's so much easier to edit a better take because there's going to be edits. That's another thing people right. don't get about the studio process is people aren't usually going in and like, ah, oh, everything was one take and this was great. Maybe. For for some people that makes sense, but I've definitely mm-hmm. met a lot of musicians in my life who cannot stay consistent mm-hmm. and that's part of what makes their art beautiful. Like yeah. I know a lot of guitarists mm-hmm. that will do the most beautiful solos I've ever heard in my life, but they will like, never be that? able to replicate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a heat of the moment thing and what they're feeling. If you had something to say to me, you should have said it in the practice room not on a podcast. I didn't want to Logan talk about your Hine. guitar playing, but uh. guys, this is a safe space. Get yeah. out. <laughs> Let's play. Fred Mario looks party. scared. Why do you? I think I put you on the other side of the room from me, yeah. so that when I make those comments, you can hit me. That, cans that wasn't in tune, Connor. Dang it! <laughs> Pass me another beer. Fix you need to do an E flat. An E flat. Oh. But that, that, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, yeah. the amount of preparation that you are putting towards, like, the record is the smarter thing It'll to do yeah. than, you know, just, you know, you got to take time with these things. Like, write them exactly how you want to write them. And we all know how it is as artists. Yeah. Like, you go in, you have an idea, and, uh, you know, it's not quite there. And it takes two weeks until you get the next part of the good idea. And it's like, when do I stop letting these be ideas and, you know, accept that this is the finished product? I'm sure you do, too, as a writer, right? Yes. How often... I go back, you know, in the in the comic panel, like the little pa- the little pictures on each page. I'm I like especially with my first comic, I was always tweaking what like what was in the the word bubble like nonstop, mm-hmm. and then 
after you read it so many times, I'm like, is this even good anymore? Is this yeah. funny? I don't well, even that's know. That's the worst, the feeling of, oh, oh, boy, this sucks. Everything I do sucks. It happens right. every time you're firing the creative process, and, no matter what. Well, and that's part of understanding yourself as an artist of seeing that line earlier, of mm-hmm. appreciating that it seems flawed to you because that's your style, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? That, but that's something you have to refine after years of understanding not only yourself but everybody else right. that you work with. Right. I feel like if you if you have an idea and you put it down and you think it's great, you should go with it because that's the only thing that makes anyone, uh, all of us different. And you're, you have between your ears, that's what's unique about you, your brain, and you have a different thought than somebody else. Once you're trying to... <clears throat> Once you try and make that sound like something else that was maybe successful or, you know, financially, now now you've now you've lost all all your uniqueness to your mm-hmm. idea. I, that's the way I look at it. But sometimes you have a choice. But I think you should stay as close as you can to that original idea. I had a really interesting moment. We've been working with the sound engineer Dave for a while, and uh, he has done live audio for us a couple times. But mm-hmm. he was down in a rehearsal space with us, and we were talking about a song and how to make stuff work. And, you know, playing bass, there's there's that fine line of holding everything down and also being interesting, like mm-hmm. considering there's only one other guitar and two lead instruments. And he, we were talking about ideas back and forth, and he comes from a bass background, and he told me, no, that doesn't make sense. That's not you and what you play. You're you're different from that. And it mm-hmm. was like that kind of moment of, I have a unique tone if it doesn't sound right to me, but it is right because it's me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's, people are afraid of that sometimes. Yeah. You're afraid of you know sounding a little bit different. It's probably the best thing you can do, especially because the first thing you're gonna do is like you're just gonna compare yourself to somebody who you think is better than you. Right. And the same way with guitar tones. I play yeah. a thing and I'm like, well, this just doesn't sound like what the professional tones on the other things sound like. So mm-hmm. I just must have a bad tone. Right. But you know, people have had bad tones since the dawn of time and are considered legends. You I know, mean, Bob Dylan built his <laughs> entire yeah, career sure. off of that. Right. Right. So I it's agree. all about like and like you can't just gauge like oh my you know my sound is only good or my thoughts are only good because they were successful. That's the similar, you know, <laughs> right. Right. Think you can, st- you can, uh, pigeonhole yourself into. Right. Cause then the, you know, the Backstreet Boys would be something to aspire to be because they sold a lot of records. Oh, who's to say they're not, uh, sir. That's true. It's true. <laughs> they're back. All right. They are, they are back. All right. <laughs> are you, are you recording Pago? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. I've actually, I've been writing pretty much since my last album came out, which was a couple of years ago. And it's still going through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the big news in my life right now is I bought a property in Roseville and I'm making it into a studio. Really, full on professional, and nice. it's been it Whoa. has been. Let's go back to that whole conversation about uh, spending money on things <laughs> and trying to like you know zoning and rules and all that because oh, that has yeah. been my life for the past couple of months. And uh, admittedly, it's pretty exhausting, but I look forward to the moment when that's uh, up and running, and then I can start. Really, you know. So you're gonna rec- you just record there whoever wants to record can use the it's, space. it's going to be a professional studio it's going to be like a business you know or commercial is the word i was looking for like people can come in and record you know wow for the nice. rates and whatnot it's it's we're looking to to do that to be part of that whole thing cool and it's in you said roseville, roseville what roads yes. it's a, it's on Gratiot, right between uh 11 and 12 Okay, nice. It used I to be a know. taxidermy place, and there's a whole podcast worth of stories about everything yes. we had to go through. Uh, <laughs> so check out our other 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 podcast, <laughs> Shit We Found Tax in Paco's Attic. Um, Thirsty Artist Taxidermy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the best story is, um, like, so the whole place, when we found it, like, it was just so full of, like, all of the animals. Like, their whole business was still there. And, you know, like, we're talking, like, you know, full-on African animals, you know, like, you know, 
came from wherever, probably worth tons of money. And, you know, so these guys are getting everything out. But by the day of closing, not all of it was out of there. So I go in, and there's still just a life-size buffalo. Oh, and I'm really? Just like, oh, all the, the the hurdles I thought I would have to jump over. Hurdles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Moving yes, a dead buffalo. Figuring out what to do with this life-size I'd entire buffalo. Well, so that's my funny. Every time I tell people that, the first thing they say is, "Did you keep the buffalo?" No, I didn't keep the buffalo. Like, I'll what am I going to do with this buffalo. thing? Fucking buffalo. There's, I like, can't goddamn can't, do there's anything no space with it. Here, and they're like, "Ah, oh, acoustic tree." Just shut up. Like, <laughs> no. If you want it, yeah. Go if ahead. I walked go, into go a studio and there was a buffalo yeah. sitting there. Immediately, that's the right one. That's Go ahead. <laughs> Throw that thing in your protege and drive out of here then, sir. Like, Okay, well, what I don't understand is why you didn't take that stuffed buffalo. It is stuffed, yes? Okay. Yes. Uh, what it's I don't crazy. understand is why you didn't take that stuffed buffalo and just turn it into an amp. Well, or uh, release it back into the wild. I don't know if you know this about buffalo. They're very... They're not acoustically sound. That's why we wiped them all out during the Manifest Destiny. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, hollow out its torso and just stick an amp in there and just use that. It'll be great. your instrument in? To Is the amp inside yeah. the buffalo. You'd shove it right up the amp. You, you, you cut out I was, I was a little compartment. Would, like, be creative and think of yeah. a new... Clearly, I want you to be creative right, where I'm, you can I'm, put that. I'm not yeah. cut out for this business, okay? I just <laughs> learned. I'm sorry. Okay, two things real quick. Obviously, if you found it there when you got there, that is its natural habitat, and it'd be cruel to move it. <laughs> Um, secondly, did you, did you check? Yeah, did you check if that was a load-bearing buffalo, and is it going to hurt the structural integrity? Now I'm thinking about weird that was stuff a great you could word. do with are the buffalo. Are we gonna have lamp? to do? Are we gonna have to battle with Peta coming up? Like, because I don't want to deal with that headache. So here is we didn't this has been my buffalo. life, folks, for the last couple months. Is this everything that I just, it's just staring at a buffalo seconds. and screaming? No, no, no. We, we got them to take the buffalo out of there. It's now there's only one pelt left, and we're just leaving it as like a memento. How was that conversation? It's like, hey, can you uh... get your fucking buffalo? Out? <laughs> That's pretty much 100 percent how I'm like, hey guys, get your still... large dead it, it animal was, it out was of not my just, new space. There was a buffalo. There was a marlin. There was an ostrich. There were several like still <laughs> in there, and that uh, yeah. It's it's been a whole process, and this is just wow. one of the many things you have to do. You have to like get the city in to inspect and say like, okay, well, we got like a zero percent on our like, you know, none of this building is okay because so much stuff was grandfathered in. Sure. And then there's like, you know, the, the the money, you know, spending my life savings on like getting all these things to work, you know, building the necessary things. And currently, we're just trying to figure out how to work with like get one room, make it look spiffy enough, and just see what we can do with it blindfold people until they're in that room because yeah, yeah take it off. ride the that's buffalo kind of well yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly it you just stuff them in a buffalo that's, everything comes down to stuff and buffalo that's the <laughs> number one rule of the music stuff business. and buffalo is an amazing band name that's uh, like what three three yeah. amazing band names on my count so far from you should oh we play God. a fun drinking game where we drink every time we think of a new band name i think i think that would slow us down from i think what that we would kill me drinking yeah, sorry, sorry about uh, uh, disappearing for a second, guys. I, I just found out that if you have uh, copious amounts of beer while doing a podcast, you might actually have to expel it. If a listener had yeah. to ask you where where is the bathroom in relation to where we're recording and how do you get there with a the key, what would you give them? What answer? What? <laughs> if you had to direct a listener to the bathroom from I'd have this to. I'd, I'd room. say I'd say Tay was already in there, and then I had to stand outside like. Clenching my legs and jumping up and down for a hot minute. Out the that's, door, down the hall, to out the door. That's down what that was. Hall. You didn't right use the water right two left. I didn't do. No, I didn't think about that because I'm trying to be. A I always good use guest. the water fountain, <laughs> which is called um, a bubbler in a Boston. Bubbler. Yeah. Bubblers, yeah. yep. Bubbler. Ooh, ew. Mm. That kind of gives it a new meaning, and I don't. Really. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that. Yeah, moving buffaloes, uh, <laughs> blindfolding people into uh, soundproof rooms, like that's the stuff that. 
like you have to do as this a musician. This is the this yeah. is the delicate underbelly mm-hmm. of the, the musicianship. This is yeah. what we were talking I'm, about, folks. This is what it's all about. Well, it's do you feel like, that, folks? I'm it, rubbing your delicate underbelly. This is one of those tickling it gently. It's one of those things, like you know, like everybody just sits there and go, like, oh, you bought this property. You're just going to put some things in there, call it a day, and that's like, no, sir. This is probably going to be another year of work before I can, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I do spent I all my do. money on buying this property. I don't have money for contractors to, you know, one hundred percent move all the buffalo out. We have to, you know, just make a design then we have to bring it to an architect who says yes this is okay then we have to bring it to the city who says yes this is okay you can start building this and once right. it's built and you meet all these requirements then we can give you a business license you know they just see there's so the much to it that, yeah people don't even know yep and it, you know you can say the same thing for songwriting or recording an album or you know putting together a comic it's like that's why this stuff takes months that's why yeah. this is whoo yeah oh for sure yeah i'm fired up yeah but yes, once that's ready, too. then yeah, I will. I will record a new album. Yes, <laughs> you have it written. Yes, there's, there's a good chunk of it written. The really? kind of the nice thing about knowing that like it's going to be a while until I can actually do that is I can really sit down and like some these songs have been taking years, and some mm-hmm. might say like oh you're spending too long on it, but you like you know it can be a month later and I'll go like oh this was the better thing to say, and you know I'm, I'm not quite at that point yet where I'm just changing stuff too much and saying you know oh I'm just going to do this forever because I've lost control of my life and we've all been there too I think. Right? Please. I just get yes. it. Logan asked me where the bathroom was because he was trying to sneakily go to the bathroom. I just got that. <laughs> oh. Well, let, let's not, let's, like two rights and left? Yeah, that sounds right. I'll, let's I'll not tell people that back. Logan's going to the bathroom. Nobody needs to know. I'll go do that. that he's Logan's been gone for a while, guys. I hope he's okay. He might be <laughs> using in. the bubbler. That's yeah. one of those things he can't fix in post. Dom, you actually have a couple of conventions that you're, you're, you're doing uh, pretty soon, right? Yes, I am. My Going next. Back on the road or? Yeah, it starts up big in March. Okay. I'm gone almost every weekend in March. I believe my next show is in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. Love that place. Really? Yeah, Taylor's I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Love it. What's what, what's uh, what's cool about it? Just lively nightlife. It's got a wonderful local music scene. Really? Um, Lexington is kind of a. It's kind of like the Ferndale of Kentucky. It's a very progressive city. Very good arts, band name. Very arts and community oriented. Uh, yeah. I like it a lot. Okay, cool. There's that, and then there's um, Indiana Comic Con in Indianapolis, the end of March. I'm I, the the, lo- the big local one is the Motor City Comic Con in Novi in yeah. May. You guys oh, should go to that. That's a phenomenal show. Right. It really you is. You can't legally stop me from going to any of them. You can't. That's true. That's yeah. true. I, apparently, Lexington is something to look. And I know to. music law. Yeah, <laughs> I majored in it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the conventions are a lot of fun. They really are. I get to meet a ton of new people, and um, it's the city name changes, but the people are are the same. You know, I mean, they're they're all fans, and they. I'm like, I got a friend like you, ex just like you, looks like you back home. It's a different name. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every city is just a bunch of doppelgangers. That yeah, are the same thing. Right, right. Oh, so um, messbucketcomments.com. You got every uh, listing for the conventions everywhere that people can reach you and stuff yes yeah i uh i update the my my schedule is always changing and the shows i mean because i did 25 conventions last year that's a lot and then um yeah i mean there's people that do more but um I, it's most people do less though so, so it's, i yeah. guess yeah yeah it, it's it's uh it's a grind it's a grind i enjoy it but uh man oh man it's tough you know, i would i would like to actually ask like in theme with our podcast once again mm-hmm. like so you're planning on going to a convention what's step one mm. what's the, what's all the the work that goes into like booking these things and 
so on and so forth. Your the- move, funny man. Check, <laughs> <laughs> man. Well, I, I just I try and do as much research, and people have done the show before to find out if it's a good one, if it's worth my time. That's most important. Like, did you do well? I, I, there's people that have stuff that's as similar as to mine that I can compare it to. I'd be like, how did you do at this show? You did good? All right, I'll give it a try. Um, so you're using that community again. Right, you know? yeah. right. And, you know, and then I'm looking at it. How much is their table? How much, you know, what are the hotels in the area? What's my gas cost? Um, is, should I be flying? And then what is it going to cost to ship my stuff if I fly? Mm-hmm. After I do all that, and then I kind of I look at how long the convention has been around. The ones that have been around longer and that are independent, you know, you know, there's the big companies like Wizard World has like 28 shows all around the country. Those are great, but it becomes like a McDonald's kind of thing where they're charging. I don't know how to explain it. You know, you know, there's like there's a mom and pop restaurants for profit. You know, like, yeah, yeah, and their prices keep going up, 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 and and it's just Lee it's watered down, and it's not that good at this point. Mm. But that. yeah, but the ones that've been around and that they only have that one show a year, and the whole community is there. Those are the good ones. So oh, yeah. I try to do those. The heartfelt ones that are like, yeah, because they, mm-hmm. they want to be. Right. And especially if you come there, oh, you're new. Show us what you're, you know, we, we love coming to this show. Like they have high respect for the show. And because you're at that show, they're like, oh, you must be good too. Kind yeah. of, you know, so. That's something. And I let on. a lot of those people down. <laughs> 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 what do you got? I got this. What else you got? <laughs> But and then, then I just try, tell them to lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> then I try to, you know, uh, r- ride with someone, you know, in hotel with somebody or Airbnb and all that stuff, and figure out what, you know, what my nut is, how much I have to make in order mm-hmm. to make a profit. So, but I, I kind of know what the least is. If I, if all, if everything goes wrong, I know I'll probably have sell in this area. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of what goes into it. It's it's, it's a, a whole. That, that's an it's insane a lot of amount risk. of research yeah. and yeah. you know yeah. like I mean risk and but it's you have to calculate that risk by like planning for a margin and everything and that's got to be rough you know I mean like nobody thinks when you go to a festival you're like oh hey there's a blueberry festival you know five miles down the road I'll go to that mm-hmm. you you never think about what it takes to set up that festival or the vendors there or anything like that you know that's a whole thing right. Um, and like especially with these bigger cons, I bet that's difficult because there is like such a, a differing caliber right of shows. You know, if there's there's one day shows and there's five day shows. Dang. There's three four day shows, and you got to take all that into consideration. Okay, you did they were great sales, but it was over four days. Where another show, maybe the show, maybe you didn't do as well, but it was only mm-hmm. three days. So I saved money on hotel room. Right. You know. Yeah. I, so you know, there's all kinds of different things that can make your head spin just thinking about it right now. And I probably left a lot of things out, you know, and how much of my, how much of my merchandise am I going to bring? Am I going to bring mm-hmm. 75% of it? You know, am I going to have all these weird shaped boxes that don't really fit in my car? And I'm going to carry it in my, it's going to be in my lap when I'm driving. I can't use my knees. I, I don't, I don't think hands. Stone Clover <laughs> understands the whole problem with too much merchandise. So. No, <laughs> no, we don't know anything about that. Not, nothing. About you guys that. do oh, yeah. merchandise really well, Stone Clover. I, I've noticed that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that means a lot. <laughs> um, it's, I'm always looking, you know, for new ideas, and you guys have all kinds of stuff. I know it's not easy to do, and it's expensive. It, it's <laughs> yeah, kind please. of just luck, <laughs> as far as we go, because we just have fun with it, and um, mm-hmm. we we make things that 
we find that most people would enjoy because we mm-hmm. got a giggle out of it. Mm-hmm. Like um, we have a shirt that literally says, "I was drunk when I bought this shirt," and uh, <laughs> because it rings true. Here's here's a right. funny thing. When uh, you remember when we all went to Pittsburgh for St. Patrick's Day, I was there for that too. I was yes. selling merch that day. It was a very unique. You were our merch girl. It was great. I was the merch it was girl. The it was a beautiful experience. Ever. Yeah, but my favorite thing was like so. This was not the um, the most uh, the the crowd wasn't necessarily there. We were playing show. at a place yeah. called Tequila Cowboys, and that that answers <laughs> all the, the questions <laughs> you have. Which I is got the best spot in Pittsburgh you can went. play as an Irish band. Mm-hmm. I they, got dumped during one of our sets. Oh yeah, via oh, text no. on oh, no. that day. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it was great. There was also a mechanical bull. There was a mechanical bull. This, uh, Some mechanical bull shit going on too. <laughs> yeah. Technically. But uh, but a thing I noticed was like you know so there are lots of pe- tons of people there you know not interested in the band they're just like, you know getting fucked up and whatever and they'd look over and they'd see this shirt that said I was drunk when I bought this shirt and they'd go like. <laughs> And they would just like buy it, and really? then they're, they're, oh, they e- it? they're even oh, one cool. or two people who like they buy it, and then they look over and they see the stone clover part, and they go, "Oh no!" Like yeah. they, they didn't want to, they didn't want to buy it bitch. if it was a band T-shirt. They just wanted to buy it for that phrase, <laughs> but it's too late. They already did it. So uh, ooh, the point is, no like, free, no refunds, folks. You can't say there's not a strategy to your marketing. You know, you know, you know. But the brilliant thing is, you there know, wasn't no. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Understanding your market and the people, you got to know that there's going to be shitty jokes with the people you play with. Yeah. Appreciating that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you put it on a T-shirt, hopefully it sells. Right. That's all you can hope. We've for. been having a lot of those conversations lately. Or you're going to have a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah. Sell. yeah. Yeah. And you're going to wear it every day well, if it, you don't. It can help as an artist too. You know, if like having the. The salad merch table with like lots of options. Like not only is it like people are like, oh, yeah. these options make me want to buy something, but they also make just make that like, you go, oh, like these guys are a big deal, right? They got lots of stuff. Well, it's kind of cool too because you can you can set a tone with something that they don't comprehend at first listening to you. Like we we've had a lot of merch comp, uh, conversations lately talking about stuff, but if somebody is listening to something new like Patty Slag, what you're playing, and doesn't really comprehend it, but can look at your merch and get a vibe off of it with colors and this new medium. It can set the tone it's for them to be here, able yeah. to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can work hand in hand, not only just selling what you're doing on stage, but bringing it all together as one giant piece of art combined. Right. It can be Too a true. huge catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it's just another mode of representing yourself. You know. So so think about it and just you know have fun with it too. It's another aspect of, of art. If you're not having fun with it, then then you're kind of doing it right, probably. <laughs> probably it's a successful. serious business. If you're not like, having yeah. fun, you're making a lot of money. <laughs> what do you That's think? How is? I imagine because I've never made a lot of money that like, uh, like it's just such a good trade off. That's like, what I dream. Sometimes you sit there and you're like, oh no, I'm having fun. Oh god <laughs> damn! This how much is this fun costing Whoops. me right now? <laughs> what do you think is the best platform to promote a show or a band today? Versus hiring like, a town crier. Social media. Social. But media. like, well, like so exactly specifically which platform on social uh, media is the best do you think for promoting your your shows instagram is a good one um if people are not as uh not as on facebook these days facebook's not really as good anymore. it's it's really you heard not. It here first, face, folks, face, facebook's also a, making it yeah. harder because like they, they do that thing now it's like oh you make a post on your band page only 10 percent of your audience yeah, sees yeah. It, unless you boost no, it with real money yeah so like it's better to do it from your personal page, yeah. but then only fuck, your friends fuck are seeing Facebook it. Fuck Facebook for that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to counteract all of that. 
to a certain extent because I before I worked with Clover, I actually had a marketing job when I was doing this. There's part of Facebook outside of that that due to the uh, SEO keywords that it uses, even though it's not on Facebook uh, specifically, if somebody looks up you or something related to that, it has a higher chance of being at the top. Okay. So if you start with Facebook, you have a higher chance with SEO keywords and Google of it being found for that event versus any other platform, including Instagram being owned by them. They don't have the same algorithm in that program. And Inst- now you know new bands. Instagram's no, owned seriously. by Facebook? Because we totally knew yeah. that before. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, some actual helpful information. Thank you, Logan. No, but it, that that's something I had to learn the hard way because I, I kind of pioneered a lot of that with that company of being able to offer that. Is is there so much that goes into how their code works that you can use to your advantage? Like we, uh, we've talked a lot about with our posts doing it at very specific times because Facebook has a, a refresh mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. of at specific hours, no matter where you are in your feed, it will refresh it with the newest post at peak times. That's where at the company they unplug it. And plug it back, it back, in. back yeah. in. No, but the, of of all the social media platforms that are out there, MySpace was the original one before this with yeah. what it was capable of. But Facebook is the centralized point that everything else can branch out to. If you're going to start anywhere with that and trying to get it, Facebook you start with, yeah. then you go to Instagram, then Twitter. Because, see, I found out that Facebook is, is hardly a reliable source to even come close to figuring out how many people are actually going to come to your show based on you yes. posting uh, an event yeah. the, on the, the Facebook. Actual, the actual right. uh, this much is true. Interested. Is <laughs> I feel that's yeah, the I'm same with everything. Doing though, that. Because We're you can spend, yeah, yeah, like as a band, you can, like, if you're going to play, you know, Joe Louis Arena or whatever, and you're spending a thousand dollars on you know flyers to cover the city or you know airtime or you know and only i could probably play so joe lewis people, arena now yeah like and only so many people you know <laughs> as show long as up you're faster so, than the security guards the same thing yeah. with no, Facebook, no, it's man, like 50 people say that they're gonna go and they're gonna forget in a week and part of the part of that is understanding the actual algorithm of facebook and what you can do with it because you can actually search statistically what people do on certain days in the areas they go so you can pinpoint yeah. the type of people to market to who will go to downtown detroit on a saturday night in the cold who is more likely to do that? Market it to them first. Oh, it's where so are these algorithms, and where can the I Facebook hand, where? analytics? You just oh, got to okay. know how to kind of look through it. I don't know how to do any of that shit. That's <laughs> it's, like I, I did if this for you, a company. If you give money to Facebook, it. they will they will tell you. So how what you're saying is, we all yeah. need to become a part of this company to understand <laughs> how to promote my you know 20 person show at PJ's. Well, Lockers. no, but the, the the point I'm I'm getting at this is, is where we I, I pioneered it with that company yeah, yeah. and being able to do and that. I had to learn it by Googling stuff and just continuing to dig yeah, and go right. with mm-hmm. it. That information is out there if you want to go for it. Like, that's all free information that I learned. I didn't have somebody teaching me in a back room, you know, with exactly. a bottle of whiskey, keeping it secret. It's is out that there. What that's how I did it, First but that doesn't mean everybody does it that way. <laughs> I had that to is, become a seventh level... Um, Freemason and joined the Illuminati, <laughs> and then they told me about how Facebook analytics worked, and it all paid off. And they gave me a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> that, that is a partial <laughs> reference to my In a dark room. <laughs> no, when I worked at that job, when I started it, I wasn't uh, the legal drinking age yet, and it was a, an independent company, so they were very loose about all that stuff. And it was a power move my boss did one time. I walked into his room, and the only light on is behind him, and he opened up a bottle of whiskey and poured it. To talk about what was in front of me, wow. like what he expected so out like, of me. Literally, he was like, Did he was you Italian. Work for the fucking mob. He was just dark, he was Italian. Dark okay. drinking As he pet his cat with his metal arm. I, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> with. He's like, all right, Logan, this is you how come we're to me. do it. <laughs> Sit down, kid, have a drink. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'll tell you how it is. No, I, he was Matt a very fun loving guy, but like, I walked <laughs> out of the room going, yeah, whatever you want out of me, I'm about to give to you. So and, happy Inspector wow, Gadget okay. got you out of that job. 
Logan, take I'm, it I'm about to give it to you. <laughs> but anyways, you. the bigger picture is all that stuff that I just said, that's yeah, yeah. out there. You can grab it. You just you got to be determined to look. All yep. that stupid science stuff, it's real. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, and if you're Magnets, interested, hit us up. I've actually oh, looked at the past Magnus, statistics man. of before I started helping out with Clover stuff versus what I was doing in the timelines to prove my theory of all that, and it has an impact on just the past couple months. That is crazy. Of reception. Yes. Yeah. How much is get, putting an uh, article for a show in Metro Times? Mm, that I do not know because we have not done that. I have no concept of that. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a little bit more expensive than paying Facebook to yeah. show more people your posts, you know. Well, and, and you get to pick with Facebook of right. who it goes to. You yeah. Know? Oh. Yeah, you can pick a different city. It doesn't, you know, you, you can, can pick, pick cities, yeah. age demographics by certain likes and all that stuff. Yeah, interest is, is one of the best things you can work with, yeah. right? And they don't put a limit on how many you can use, right? If I recall. Not that I can remember, but I know they just went through an update with that mm. about two and a half months ago, and I haven't done a, a true promotion like that where I've had it underneath my hands. Well, we'll have to talk while. about this. Actually, it, yeah, we should dedicate depth. a whole yeah. thing to this one day. But yeah, we have uh, we have a little bit of, of time left, um, and I want to throw it back out to uh, uh, just back out to the room. See how everybody's feeling. Fantastic. Yeah. Little I'm buzzed. Feel, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good too. You can you can see that steady decline throughout, of quality throughout <laughs> the night. You know, the more I talk, the more alcohol is in the thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of like motivates you and gets the blood flowing, and uh, that translates to bad things. A lot of thirst. Very thirsty podcast. That's uh, oh, is that the name of the podcast? Lived yes, up to the, the thirsty part of podcast. The Kansas State <laughs> Hydrated Podcast. God damn it, Paco. Uh, <laughs> We'll Thir- get it. We'll get it right eventually. Thirsty party oddcast. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Thirsty that actually, party that actually makes probably more sense. It's easier to say. Thirsty party oddcast. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna have to start. Work? We're gonna have to start it, this yeah. whole thing over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We yeah. got a new name now. <laughs> <laughs> fix, fix this whole fix thing. Fix it in post. post. Yeah. What was when Taylor comes back, you guys will have to have some good outro music too. Oh no. Well, it'll it'll definitely be a little more free form that we've been. Drinking a bit, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be remiss. Uh, I do believe there's a certain uh, <clears throat> establishment we have to mention before the end of this podcast. Uh, big thanks to the House of Shamrocks. Yes. I mentioned it before we started recording that if you drew, since there are five members of our band, if you drew a pentagram um, <laughs> on the city map, if you located the central point, it would be the House of Shamrocks. <laughs> That's and I really shouldn't say this, but we do have our secret meetings there to plot how to dominate the world um, because they do have great beer and they do have live music and it's a fun time. So best club sandwiches in all Metro Detroit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Seriously. No, I, yeah. Like, I cannot stress enough of all the club sandwiches I've had in my life, and I'm addicted to club sandwiches. The House of Shamrock has the best one. It's the biggest. But, like, it's not big. Because 50% of our audience is club f- sandwich aficionados. So <laughs> they're definitely going to fly. I guess everyone can be on my What else are you going to eat with level. your fucking beer? Exactly. God. I don't know. Corn beer. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Beer, There's beer a lot of alcohol yeah. to soak up. You need a club sandwich with more layers to soak it up. All right. I'm not going to argue with that logic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But seriously, they're they're awesome. We have a lot of fun there every time we go. It's it's just an awesome place to hang out. That it felt comfortable the moment I walked in the door for the first time. And after all of this time, every every single time I go in there, it is just a yeah, lot of fun. I drag you in a lot for just jalapeno poppers and a Guinness. So. Yes, it, every time we're doing something, <laughs> you know, we have to go to another city to do something. When we come back to Hazel Park and and call it a day, we always stop at the House of Shamrocks first and just relax. And it has nothing to do with the fact. 
that they were generous enough to uh, let us speak our mind on this podcast. We are not filleting them this heavily because they are giving us so much money. That has nothing to do They are not only generous, but they are beautiful and they all smell nice. So you should definitely go down to the House of Shamrocks. I co-signed that. That's where I met Stone Clover. Best best bar in the world. That was a random encounter. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. We were sitting in booths. We were sitting in the the, the booth there uh, having our our little, like, uh, secret discussion. And Mm -hmm. and we just kind of, like, looked up and and, uh, you guys were doing a show, right? Yeah. That's where we would meet before our show. Yeah. And I think it was. I think it was Polly. It was like, what, what, what is Motown Mojo Live? What is all this? I'm like, yeah, we have a no. show. We have live music. And he's like, well, we're a band. We're drinking beer. We want to <laughs> play music. Which makes, you sound, which makes you sound so legitimate to <laughs> say it like that, you know? No, but it was uh, – yeah, it, it was it was fun. I was like, I think then you guys came on a month or so later, and we had an absolute blast. <laughs> I didn't do anything the next day but lay in bed and make noises. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but I have to say we're not liable. I'm not no. sorry, no. for the record. Okay. I can still blame you guys, right? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. Sitting there making noises is what we're good at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last two hours. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, Maybe folks, we got a couple minutes left. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again, Dom, for joining us today, and Marcus. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for being around, folks. Artistic discussions, and uh, and thank you to all of you for your continued support and for listening in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look forward to making more of these for you, and we look forward to hearing your questions and your comments and your concerns. Please reach out. Give us things to talk about, or else this will happen again. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please heckle us. We, um, I was in the Boy Scouts. I was a terrible Boy Scout, so I came completely unprepared for this. Um, which I think is a thing that we should continue on because it was a lot of fun. Um, it so, was. Yeah. So give us uh, give us things that you personally want to hear, um, the stories that you might want to hear, um, just comments and concerns. Stuff uh, that we were wrong about, call us out. Absolutely. We're going to continue to have amazing guests on the show. We are going to continue to uh, just kind of butcher our way through the night and uh, have a good time with you. So thank you again for listening. Uh, we have to give it up. Uh, Dom, where can we reach you if anybody wants to get in contact not only with you but with your work? Uh, MessBucketComics.com, and you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MessBucketComic. All right. All hate mail goes directly there. Cool. All right. All right. Do you guys got outro music? Yes, we do. Ba-dum. Goodbye. 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 Ciao.